It's week 26, and it's been a little while now. <laughs> so last week we did, or last session we did uh, chapter 6, text 20 through 29. And a couple of things we discussed is, what is the example of the sparrow who lost her eggs? And it's based on this verse in 624, that one should engage oneself in the practice of yoga with determination and faith, and not be deviated from the path. One should abandon without exception all material di desires born of mental speculation, and thus control all the senses on all sides by the mind. So the sparrow of course lost her eggs in the ocean. She was positioned in the ocean. Please give me the eggs back. The eggs wouldn't, and the ocean wouldn't. And then she started, she said, I'm going to dry up the ocean. And of course, how can a little sparrow dry up the ocean? And then Garuda saw her, his little sister. He said, oh, I'm going to help. So he came and he threatened the ocean. The ocean said, okay, I'll give the eggs back. Mm -hmm. So that's the example that, <clears throat> although we can't do it personally because we're very small, when we are determined, then the Lord sees that determination. And through the grace of his representative, spiritual master, Rampara, we can be lifted up and saved. And then we, we described Goswami and Godas. And Goswami means one who is master of the senses, and Godas means one who is servant of the senses. And so this was based on um, text 26, which says, From wherever the mind wanders due to its flickering and unsteady nature, one must certainly withdraw it and bring it back under the control of the self. So through that always bringing it back to the meditation practice, we become over time through that practice and cultivation you become a Goswami when the default here is Godas we're always servant of the senses so to be master of the senses in this world is a huge accomplishment and it's actually only due to the mercy of the Lord through our determined practice and then we, we touched on um, is it a contradiction when Krishna, when it's said in text 29 that Krishna is neutral to all. And in 529, in many other places in the Bhagavad Gita, it says Krishna is the well-wisher of all. And we describe how this actually works together. Because Krishna being a well-wisher um, is there, but he also is never going to infringe on our free will. And that neutrality is there to allow us to have that free will. Um, but he never wants us to suffer. He never wants us to be in Maya. So he is neutral to allow us the ability to consciously choose him. And, you know, it's like the bird sitting on the tree. He's watching, waiting. Always our well-wisher, but he's not going to artificially impose or infringe on our free will. So, so just a few points we touched on. And who would like to share today? Do you know they're coming? They're not coming. They're not coming. They're not coming to hire them. Did they find a car? Okay, so I uh, chose um, the um, verse from uh, 630. Uh... For one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. 
So uh, my understanding is right from the port, actually, because this was perfectly, I couldn't, like I said. The, and another thing, I, you know, again, picking out a verse out of this thing was really difficult because it was all so full of nectar. I mean, it was just, you know, some sections are more so like that than others, but I mean, all of it's like that, but, you know, some, this is another one. Okay, well, anyway, uh, the purport out of here explains best of the understanding. I, for me, at least, it did. A person in Krishna consciousness certainly sees Lord Krishna everywhere, and he sees everything in Krishna. Such a person may appear to see all separate manifestations of the material nature, but, n uh, but in each and every instance he is conscious of Krishna, knowing that everything is a manifestation of Krishna's energy. And so my, my application of that is that through the dedicated and consistent practice of bhakti yoga, serving the spiritual master, following the spiritual master's instructions and example, regular association of the devotees, reading from the bona fide Vedic scriptures every day, and chanting the holy names of the Lord as much as possible, I surrender myself to the mercy of Lord Sri Krishna. And through my growing love for him, perhaps he will grace me with the transcendental insight to truly see him everywhere in all things. So he will always be present to me, so I will never lose sight of him again, nor my position as his loving devoted servant. Uh, I, thought, I thought of, yeah, Krishna is, he's present, he's present, present in everything and every, in everyone, yet with our materialistic eyes, we, we're not able to see him. That's why he comes in the deity form, you know, so we can engage in a very personal, we're able to see him, we're able to have this tangible, loving relationship towards him. Krishna's so kind that he, you know, comes in, yeah, in that way. That's actually a great conversation. It's like Krishna comes in many forms, um, such as he comes in the form of the sacred texts. Should it be on your feet? Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So it's called a learning opportunity. A, te yeah, a, teaching, a teaching moment. <laughs> so many of them. <laughs> but yeah, um, he comes in the form of prashadam. You know, he comes in the form of like you said, the deity. Um, there are some other forms. The holy names, in the form of the holy names, he comes through his devotee. He Krishna is wherever his devotee is. Um, let's see. He comes in the form of the holy dumb. So, like, the temple is like his body. It's Krishna's body. And, let's see. How else does he come? He comes through description about his qualities. So when we hear about his qualities, Krishna's there. And uh, he comes in the form of his picture, too. Like, Krishna's not different than his form. So, so really, this verse, um, when we have that vision, he is everywhere. Especially if we live in Krishna consciousness, because then we have... These paraphernalia everywhere. The expansions of Krishna everywhere. Yeah, the more I, the more I, I <coughs> dig deeper, the more I see in everything. Yeah. Even in, even in, in, in things you don't expect to see. Oh. You know, in many ways. You know, like uh, 
experience versus sometimes a person we may see at the swamp meet. Yeah. You know, if you're engaging in them, like that the woman was talking to us last yeah. night, and she was just so receptive to a lot of things, or she seemed to be at least, yeah. and she was just really talking and stuff like that, and I was looking in her eyes, and there's Krishna, right there. Just for a second, a moment. Spark. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you could see it if you, the more and more you become aware and more engaged in service, you see it. Yeah, I had that experience, actually. I see it in a lot of children. It's like children. Yeah, like that uh, little girl, Subhadra. I remember there was this one day where I remember, like, we were in the temple room, and I just, the first day I'd ever, you know, ever crossed paths with her. She's just, like, staring at me. And like she kept on like she was b- beside Mother Sundamnia, and she just kept on staring and staring at me, and she waved at me, like a couple times as we're chanting, you know, doing kirtan in the temple. She's waving at me, and I'm like, I look, she's not waving at me, she's like, she's waving at me, and I'm waving back. And then like she came up to me after you know after the program ended, and I was sitting, I think I was sitting by the book table, and she's she's right there, and she's sitting with us. And she's just, she's like, she's like, I know your name. I was like, you do? I was like, what's my name? She's like, your name's Alina. Oh, and I was yeah. like, how, who told you? How do you know my name? She's like, Mother Sundamini told me. She's like, Mother Sundamini told me. I asked her. I asked her. And it, I thought it was the sweetest thing. And then she kept, she's like opening up to me, telling me about, like, that her mom's afraid of birds or something like that. And I'm just listening to her. And then, like. She's leaving, and she's waving bye, like, she's like, bye, bye. I'm like, bye, and then she comes over again. She waves, she's like, bye again. She did it three times. She said bye three times. And all I saw, all I saw was Krishna in her. Like, it was this innocence, this purity. Like, she, and then she just wanted to get my attention so much, you know. Like, she just wanted to be close to me. And I didn't, I didn't never, I never even... Met, I never even met the little girl ever in my life before, and she was just like so attached already. Like, and it felt I just I saw I saw Krishna, like com- it was completely present. Like, it just you know Krishna's present in everybody, but like you know there's some you know there's like in children it's like they're like less covered over, you know, and like you could just see it. Like if you don't have to even kind of like try. It's just like there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. yeah. We used to deal with Krishna Das, we used to always um, almost pretend like Krishna Das is Krishna. But, you know, just in conversation with the focus. Also, Krishna manifests as Madhuram, which is everything is in the sense. So I picked, I picked um, verse 34, it says, The mind is restless, turbulent, obstinate, obstinate, and very strong, O Krishna, and to subdue it I think it's more difficult than controlling the wind. 
The wind is so strong and obstinate in that it sometimes overcomes the intelligence, although the mind is supposed to be subservient to the intelligence. For a man in the practical world who has to fight so many opposing elements, it is certainly very difficult to control the mind. Artificially, one may establish a mental equilibrium towards both friend and memory, but ultimately no worldly man could do so, for this is more difficult than controlling the raging wind. In the Vedic literature, Katha Upanishad, it is said, the individual is the pasture in the car of the material body, and the intelligence is the driver. The mind is the driving instrument, and the senses are the horses. The self is thus the enjoyer of suffering the association of the mind and senses. So it is understood by great thinkers. The intelligence is supposed to direct the mind, but the mind is so strong and obsidian that it often overcomes even one's own intelligence, as in an acute infection may surpass the officious, officious efficiency of the medicine. Such a strong mind is supposed to be controlled by the practice of yoga, but such practice is never practiced for practical for a worldly person like Arjuna, and what we can say of modern man. The simile used here is appropriate. One cannot capture the blowing winds, and it is even more difficult to capture the turbulent wind, the easiest way to control the mind, as suggested by Lord Chaitanya's chanting Hare Krishna, the great mantra for deliverance in all humanity. The method prescribed is Savye Mana Krishna Paravindayo. One must engage one's mind fully in Krishna, only then the remain no other engagement to agitate the mind so I was thinking how how we're designed in this human in this human body how like for like how we perceive things how we kind of process things externally it's it's completely through the senses that we're able to perceive our reality and um and I was thinking, you know, when we, our, our senses are engaged in a way where it's about fulfilling our, like, it's like gratification for ourselves, like we're thinking of ourselves. Our intention is to please ourselves. It's, it's like, it's dry, it feels, we're constantly, we're constantly, um, it's like, it doesn't fully satisfy us, it doesn't fully bring us fulfillment, and we're left with like a void, yet sometimes we're not, we're not, we may not be aware of it because we don't know the complexities of our own body and our, the nature of the soul. And, but, um, so this is kind of like, so this, this void is there, it's present, because we don't, our, of our, our, um, our forgetfulness of our relationship with Krishna, but yet, um, so we're constantly, we're going through, you know, we're going through life, and, um, we're doing little, all these, all these things, and we're still feeling like we need more, and more, and more, and the, the our desire, our desire becomes more, like we're, it becomes in degree, like we're wanting more, and more, and more, and more, and more, yet we're still um, unfulfilled. And um, I just think, you know, like, um, it's like, 
it's like Krishna, he designed it in this way. I feel like it was like, there was definitely like a purpose, like a purpose for that, for like him designing in a way where we would never feel fulfilled, you know, from this material world, like, so we can eventually come back to him, you know, but because, I'm sorry, um, yeah, so I just, uh, I was thinking about it, like, pretty much all day, like, how, um, you know, you're saying that he comes in the form of his scriptures, so it's not different than him, so it's like, and this is, it's been passed down, all of this has been passed down so purely, and so it, it's been completely preserved, like nothing's been changed, nothing's been tainted with, and I think it's done in, in that way, so we, I, I feel like because I'm so sorry. I'm like getting off track. I'm just I'm trying to trying to kind of like but um like um I think he had it it's like it comes in this way too because the Vedic literatures and the essence is 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 it remains still even through time. It's because it like I feel like like in our lives we've we've um we've even We've encountered so much that has been, like, things have been really, like, kind of changed and tainted, like, within other scriptures, like, things have been completely, but I think it's like this because it's, it's like giving direct instructions from, I'm so, oh, God, I'm not, I'm not saying it correctly, but it's like giving, it's like giving us direct instruction from Krishna, like, this is Krishna, and, and it's like, it gives us the details of um, how how this world how this world works and how it it functions and how how sorry uh, yeah so like how we how we function as as souls and it it gives us like like in detail what the material energy is and like and um, I think Krishna ah, just I feel like it's just like it's like when you really look at it you really you really see how it's like this like master plan it's a, like this master plan to just get us back yet um like when we don't we don't come in contact with the scriptures we don't come in contact with the devotee um we don't come in contact with the temple we feel so, it's like, it's like we're so lost, but yeah, once we come here, it's like, it opens so many doors, like it's, I'm not trying, I'm trying to like, stay on point, um, no, you're, like, you're talking about the purpose by which yeah. Krishna, um, allows us to not be satisfied, yeah, for, so, so we can, yeah, it's like there's, um, so even like us being satisfied, we're like we're able, like through that, like we're able through us going through those experiences and like constantly looking and looking and looking, we're able to eventually question and use our intelligence. Like why is this? Why is this happening? What could this? You know what? What is this like? Um, like 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, um, yeah, so I think. Actually, it says at the beginning of the Vedanta Sutra. Yeah. It's, it reaches, the soul reaches a certain point when they want to inquire. Yeah. About the nature of, yeah. of reality, like, why, yeah. why am I suffering? Yeah, but he's yeah. Like, it's like Krishna did that for, like, he did that for a reason, like, he covers us over, like, he. Like, we're, it's for our, our own desire to come to, you know, like, to desire separate and independently from him. But, like, he gives us this, this you know, this cosmic manifestation in life. But he does it in, he's created in such a way where it's like, like, even we, we could, we can go billions and billions of lifetimes and taking different bodies. But yet, it's like designed in such a way where it's like, eventually we're going to have to you know, we're going to have to wake up to something, like, wake up to, like, I don't know if this is making sense, but, um, it's like a, it's like, he did, he, like, like, every time I think about it, it's like, it's, it's so obvious that he just did it, like, it's like for, uh, it's for us, it's like, it's for, like, our benefit, like, he's doing all of this, and he's created all of this, yeah, we, we, we can, he's like, you can enjoy, but eventually, I'm going to design it in such a way where eventually you're going to come back, though. Yeah. Like, you're going to, like, suffer, you're going to, but eventually you're going to start questioning things and you're going to come back. You know, like, it's like this big, like, it's like, like, completely, like, like this... I don't know, it's like this drawn out plan that is so like beautifully like I don't know, it's like when you really think about it, do you yeah. ever like do you ever think about that? Like yeah. well, I think it's there's like, a long line I'm thinking too, is yeah. it's, it's like in the verse itself. Yeah. And this verse this verse really fascinates yeah. me in many ways. Yeah. Because it I mean, for the mind is restless, turbulent, obstinate, and very strong. Oh Krishna, and to subdue it, I think, is more difficult than controlling the wind. Now, this is a journal talking to Krishna. Mm-hmm. So, what I ask myself right away is, where is he coming from by asking this question? You know, where is his foundation lying by asking this question? What is he thinking when he's asking this question? How is he feeling when he's asking this question? Mm-hmm. You know, and what's instilling in him to inquire in this way? You know? So in many ways, you know, I think about that too. Yeah. You know, like, well, it's already in us yeah. to inquire in this way. You know, it's just it's the way I'm seeing it, the way what I've read so far, and what I'm understanding it, which to me is just astounding. Yeah. You know, um, but I always like to, you know, this particular one is really cool because it really it really gets into that type of idea of inquiry, of understanding. Okay, you know, I'm 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 realizing how restless the mind is. You know, uh, oh, am I, what am I going to do now? You know, type of thing almost, you know, kind of, kind of like really, you know, understanding this and, and, and coming to an awareness of this where, you know, it almost comes from a, it seems like it's coming from a place where you know, maybe at some point in time, if you go back from the very beginning of the Gita, you know, he questioned going into battle. He didn't want to fight. So he was almost... You know, that's where his mindset was kind of at at that particular time. Now we're getting more into the Gita, and he's starting to realize, hey, these little things here and there, that start to fire even deeper into different levels of consciousness, different levels of connection. All for our benefit, of course. But it's just amazing 
thing. I'm along the right track, I think, for what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I, and, you know, yeah. what you were saying? Yeah. Arjuna is perplexed, just like we all are. Yeah. And so he's asking Krishna, and Krishna, in this particular chapter, I think we're going to talk about a little bit of the question and answer. In this chapter, he's, he's, he's telling him about the, like, Ashtanga yoga practice that he needs mm-hmm. to do. And, and then that's why Arjuna is saying, this seems like extremely difficult. <laughs> it seems like way too difficult. Like, and he's, you know, he's saying the mind is way too difficult. Because mm-hmm. what, what Krishna is saying you have to do is you have to sit in a solitary place. I mean, we're gonna, I think we're going to go over this again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to you know, meditate on the tip of your nose, your eyes half closed, and, and you have to control your breathing. And they're just saying, how, how am I going to do this? It's so unendurable to even think about. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that last night. Yeah. 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 But it's interesting. I wanted to make one comment on what you were saying, Alina, because I was actually getting some realization when you were speaking. Because the nature of the soul is pleasure-seeking. And also, if you, if you notice, one common thing you have for like a healthy, functioning person, generally, is they want the best thing. People, by their very nature, want what's best. Like if you put one, two things in front of a person, and one is better than the other, what is that person going to choose? They're going to choose the best thing. Right? So, Krishna, in reality, is the best. He is the source of pleasure. So, Krishna knows that we cannot be satisfied or enjoy without having the best. And that's our nature. The nature of the soul is to want the highest possible enjoyment. <laughs> we want the highest possible enjoyment. And in reality, we cannot have that except for through our loving connection with Krishna. And so, yeah, it's like that. It's like Krishna is putting us in a reality where we can taste so many things, but he also knows that we're going to want him. And that ultimately, based on our nature, like our nature is to be connected to him. Our nature is to love him. So based on that nature, we are going to go back to him. He knows that. And so he, he puts the arrangement whereby we can enjoy, but we have that path to get back to him. You can take so many different paths of symptoms, but I'm also going to give you the path to come back to me. And that's really what the Vedas are. Uh, the Vedas are very prevalent, of course, in all historical time, except for in Kali Yuga, they become, <laughs> I mean, they become more and more lost. It's degradation. It's kind of like this, the, the, the idea where, you know, uh, that, that we're all inherently, although we you know, from this material world, and we want to be, you know, we want to be the leaders, we want to be the enjoyers, we want to be this, we want to be that. We want to the one being served, yeah. you know. But we can't stop serving things. Right. It's inherently there. It's, inherently. it's not going to go away, you know. In some form or another, you're going to be serving something. Yeah. So, again, it's kind of along the same lines. And, and when we're saying, it's there all the time. It, it, it's a part of who you are. You can't, you can't shape that, <laughs> even if you wanted to. <laughs> Okay, let's see what she said. By the way, she misses all the devotees. 
So she cho chose <clears throat> text 30 as well. A person in Krishna consciousness certainly sees Lord Krishna everywhere, and he sees everything in Krishna. That's part of Prabhupada's purpose. Understanding everything is the manifestation of Krishna's energy. Cool. And so it is easy to, f to see Krishna everywhere. Plus, the devotee is fixed on the Lord and thinks of the Lord all the time, or tries to. And so he sees everything in relation to Krishna. He sees everything in Krishna because he knows that everything that happens to him is sent by the mercy of the Lord. He sees everyone in Krishna because he knows that the Lord is present in everyone's heart, as Paramatma, and that everyone is part and parcel of the Lord. Application This is a good reminder to see Krishna everywhere, and to have an attitude of gratitude to the Lord for everything, and think of Him all the time, and be loving to Him. Seeing Him everywhere will strengthen our love and gratitude to Him, and our relationship to Him. I will therefore make a conscious effort to see the Lord everywhere. Very good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. It's interesting, the degree of our forgetfulness of God, that degree we're in Maya. Because you know? <laughs> He is everywhere and everything. So Maya means to the degree that we forget God. <clears throat> so I chose 30 as well. Oh, <laughs> it's part of the purport. Yeah, yeah. Nothing can exist without Krishna, and Krishna is the Lord of everything. This is the basic principle of Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness is the development of love of Krishna, positioned transcendental even to material liberation. At this stage of Krishna consciousness, beyond self-realization, the devotee becomes one with Krishna in the sense that Krishna becomes everything for the devotee, and the devotee becomes full and loving Krishna. An intimate relationship between the Lord and the devotee then exists. In that stage, the living entity can never be annihilated, nor is the personality of Godhead ever out of the sight of the devotee. So understanding. The illusion, therefore, is that we can ever really be separate from Krishna. We have lost touch with our true nature and therefore are, ult are ultimately suffering the pangs of perceived separation from the Lord. The Lord exists as a Supreme Personality of Godhead who expands throughout the creation. He expands personally and energetically, but for a devotee everything becomes personal because everything comes from Krishna and has special meaning, purpose, and utilization. A devotee awakens through the power of devotional love to full consciousness of the Lord and never loses such consciousness even for a moment. In the immature stage, there is still lingering forgetfulness and lapses of good sense. However, when the senses are fully purified due to the full development of love of God, Krishna remains the constant vision of such a pure devotee. The gopis are uh, criticizing the creator Brahma because he gave them eyelids that shut. Said, Why did you give us eyelids that shut? For that brief interval when the eyes are shut, we can't see Krishna. So really, it's a flaw in <laughs> the oneness of fervent love is exhibited by both the Lord and the devotee through the medium of service. The devotee only wishes to serve and please Krishna, and Krishna has no other desire than to give himself fully to his devotee. This sweet, blissful, and idyllic exchange of love is a perfection of existence and that supersedes the highest wealth, sense enjoyment, power, so-called material freedom, the five types of liberation. It is a state of perfect wholeness and restoration of the spirit soul that eternally satiates the heart. Um, 
application. By realizing this essential destination of devotional service, I must cry to the Lord to allow me to re-enter and achieve this goal of existence. My life is useless without consciousness of God and without achieving love for Krishna. I am simply deluding myself, trying to taste the material energy. I pray for the strength to persevere in devotional service, praying for that constant vision, tinged with the salve of love. After my eyes are tinged with this ointment of love of God, I pray to deepen that love and become saturated in affectionate vision of Krishna eternally. This is dry without Krishna. It's just, it's just some dryness. That's why some of the Acharyas say, I have a steel-framed heart. Because although I have the sweetest names of Krishna, I cannot cry tears. I'm just, I'm dry. So my heart is steel-framed. Yeah, the devotee always feels that way. Um, I believe... Hmm, I can't remember. Aranas Thakur, maybe, or... One of the Acharyas. I don't remember which one. Maybe Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Um, okay, so we have a few questions. What is the cause of our distress, and what is the cause of our happiness? says, he is a perfect yogi who by comparison to his own self sees the true equality of all beings in both their happiness and their distress over journey. So the report, one who is Krishna conscious is a perfect yogi. He is aware of everyone's happiness and distress by dint of his own personal experience. The cause of the distress of a living entity is forgetfulness of his relationship with God and the cause of his happiness is knowing Krishna to be the supreme enjoyer of all the activities of the human being, the proprietor of all lands and planets, and the sincerest friend of all living entities. Um, perfect Yogi knows that the living being who is conditioned by the modes of material nature is subjected to threefold material miseries due to forgetfulness of his relationship with Krishna. And because one in Krishna consciousness is happy, he tries to distribute the knowledge of Krishna everywhere. Since the perfect yogi tries to broadcast the importance of becoming Krishna conscious, he is the best philanthropist in the world and he is the dearest servitor of the Lord. Um, yeah, so the answer is pretty much there. Um, goes on to say that the devotee of the Lord always looks to the welfare of all living entities and in this way he is factually the friend of everyone. He is the best yogi because he does not desire perfection yoga for his uh, personal benefit but tries for others also. But anyway, in the first part, it really talks about that. And I think also, there's another, did I put down another verse? No, that was the other one. So that's where I found that. Okay, wonderful. Yes, I guess that, um, that part that you pulled out directly, happiness is knowing Krishna to be the supreme enjoyer of all activities of a human being. And I like that point, too, that said that we can understand because we've experienced. That's like empathy, right? It means that we, we've suffered so we can understand others' suffering. We've been happy. We can understand others' happy, happiness in the material sphere. Of course, we've also tasted transcendental bliss, 
but it may have been a long time since we experienced that full manifestation of transcendental bliss. But that empathy basically means that we can feel what other people are going through. And that's the nature of a devotee, is to feel the suffering of others, and you want everyone to be happy. And that's why Prabhupada, his main mission is to just be happy. Our movement means to make others happy. To be happy and make others happy. So that's what the mission of Krishna consciousness is. <laughs> um, but that feeling nature is there and, and it manifests in compassionate activities such as Harinam Sankirtan, uh, which you two have been very kindly doing. <laughs> so, um, so if Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, then um, the cause of happiness is to please Krishna, which is counterintuitive. Because we're used to thinking we need to please ourselves, like you were talking about. So, but I know, I think we've all had that experience in Krishna consciousness where we just had a really blissful day in Krishna consciousness and really feel Krishna's reciprocation. And, uh, so we can see, we can experience different times the, the truth of this. So. <clears throat> okay, Arjuna rejects the system of yoga Krishna recommends in this section. Explain this system and why does Arjuna reject it? Do you have this one? On the, this section? It's okay. in 633 um, and it's in the verse here Jirna said Omudu Sudanda Sudanda the system of yoga which you have summarized appears impractical and unendurable to me for the mind is restless and unsteady okay so the system of mysticism described by Lord Krishna to Ajurna beginning with the words uh, Suchau uh, Desha, and ending with Yogi Paramaha, and here uh, being rejected by Jirna out of the feeling of inability. It is not possible for an ordinary man to leave home and to go to the secluded place in the mountains of the jungles to practice yoga in this age of Kali. The present age is characterized by the bitter struggle for a life of short duration. People are not serious about self-realization, even by simple practical means, and what to speak of this difficult yoga system. Which, uh, which regulates the mode of living. The manner of sitting, selection of place, and attachment of mind for material engagements. As practical man, Ajurna thought it was impossible to follow this system of yoga, even though he was favorable, favorably endowed in many ways. He belonged to the royal family, he was highly elevated in terms of numerous qualities, he was a great warrior, he had great longevity, and above all, he was the most intimate friend of Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 5,000 years ago, Jirna had much better facilities when we do now, yet he refused to accept the system of yoga. In fact, we do not find any record in the history of his practicing at any time. Therefore, this system must be considered generally impossible in this age of Kali. 
Of course, it may be possible for some very few, rare men, but for the people in general, it is an impossible proposal. If this were so 5,000 years ago, then what of the present day? Those who are imitating this yoga system in different so-called schools and societies, although complacent, are certainly wasting their time. They are completely in ignorance of the desired goal. So anyway, I think an answer was yeah, right that's there. It. That's it. Yeah. So I guess the first verse he mentioned was to go to a secluded place. And um, what did that end on? Let's see. 34? Yeah, it's in, it's in it's 33. 33? And then Yogi Paramaha. So that's... Hmm. Okay, that was 32. So it ended on 32. Right, yeah. So sees the true equality of all beings in their happiness and distress. So my Krishna Arjuna is saying, I don't know about this. This is a little rough. I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Krishna. Yeah. What recommendations does Srila Prabhupada give for how to control the mind? What related examples does he give? So I'll give the recommendations, and do you want to give the examples? So the simile used here is appropriate. One cannot capture the blowing wind. And even more difficult to capture the turbulent mind. The easiest way to control the mind is suggested by Lord Jaitanya's chanting Hare Krishna, the great mantra for deliverance in all humility. The method prescribed is Savai Manakrishna, one must engage one mind fully in Krishna. Only then will there remain no other engagements to agitate the mind. So this is really significant because there's so many different practices of yoga. But Prabhupada is making the statement here that this is actually the only way. Because yoga, the yoga system literally means to control how to control the mind. And to bring the mind under control. That's the goal of yoga practice. And then Prabhupada said here, the only way is to remember Krishna. So, he was talking about that this morning in class. You were, you were there in class? I wasn't there in class this morning. Okay, okay. I didn't get a chance to see it. I see it today. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was talking a little bit about, you know, yogis who fall, fell down like Subhari Muni. He was a great yogi and then he fell down. Uh, Prabhupada gives many examples. But um, this is extremely to actually take this into our heart and recognize that the only way to really be successful in yoga is to remember Krishna, to control the mind. Uh, just think about how many people endeavor in yoga practice. And um, yeah, I mean, unless we come to Krishna consciousness, there's no guarantee. Um, because, you know, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, it's very troublesome. It, it takes a lot of time. This impersonal path. So you make some advancement, but it takes a long time. So, anyway, he's, gonna be giving, he's giving us the answer. So. <laughs> How do you want to? So, the examples, I guess, that Shilkabad gives, I guess, well, in 34. And, of course, there's one in 35, and I believe... Everyone in 36 as well. 
I think that's what you're looking. I think that's what the question is looking for. Is examples. And the examples in the report: the individual is the passenger in the car of a material body, and intelligence is the drivers from the Vedic literature. Uh, the Katha Upanishad, uh, one three three through point three through four. So I guess it's the first first. I don't know how the Upanishad, how Katha Upanishad is actually sectioned out, but uh, but anyway. The individual is uh, uh, the passenger in the car, the material body, and the intelligence is the driver. Mind is the driving instrument, and the senses are the horses. The self is thus the enjoyer or sufferer in the association of the mind and senses. So it is understood by great thinkers. Intelligence is supposed to direct the mind, but the mind is so strong and obstinate that that it often overcomes even one's own intelligence. It's an acute infection may surpass the, the efficacy, efficacy of, of medicine. So that was a really powerful example right there. And uh, do you want me to read the other one? Or? Sure. Okay. And the other one that I saw was, uh, this was in the purport in uh, text 35. I'm sure that Prabhupada gave here. Uh, it is just like the feeling of satisfaction a hungry man has for every morsel of food he eats. The more one eats while hungry, the more one feels satisfaction and strength. Similarly, by the discharge of devotional service, one feels transcendental satisfaction as the mind becomes attached from material objectives. Yeah. Yeah, Krishna. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about Buddha yoga. So then in the 10th chapter, he's going to say, if you're constantly devoted to serving me, I'm going to give you that intelligence. And they gave you that Buddha yoga by which you can come to me. So I think it goes back to that determination, that the spirit had. And uh, it's the same um, situation with Mother Yashoda when she's trying to bind Krishna. You know? And he's not allowing her to bind him. But when he sees her struggling <laughs> and the flowers are falling out of her hair, her hair is coming down, she's panning. Fatigue, then Krishna allows himself to be bound. So, determination is actually an indication of our desire. And that's why, really, the whole process of Krishna consciousness is switch our, switch our desire from matter to spirit. And uh, so, determination is a test of that desire. So, that's why there can be an accidental fall down, you can get back on the path, it's no big deal. But if Krishna sees that you kind of have determination to enjoy matter, he's going to allow you to do that. And that's Maya. That's Maya's, that's Maya's duty. Maya is a pure devotee of Krishna. So it's kind of all based on that determination, which is based on our desire. Because <laughs> people naturally are pretty good at being determined to have what they want. You know what I mean? Uh, they might not get it right away. But eventually, if they, if they endeavor and they're determined enough, they will get it. And that's the danger of desire. Yeah. You're desiring the wrong thing too much, then Krishna will allow you to have it. Yeah, I find that real fascinating in that sense because you think about it. I mean, every time we uh, you know, want something, let's say we want that new computer, you know, we can't think of anything else. Yeah. By golly, we're going to get it. You know, one way or another, so determination is another inherent thing we have. Yeah. And it's 
And I think if we change that and use it in the right way, then, I mean, there's no stopping us. But it's, it's amazing. The power's right there in front of our eyes. Yeah. We just have a misdirected. Yeah. <laughs> we just want something else. That's, yeah. you, you see that anytime like, a demon is like approaching one of the demigods, how determined they are yeah. to get that boom. You know, like, that's really what impels the demigods and the Supreme Lord to reciprocate. But yeah, you're right, and Prabhupada's a perfect example of someone who was like, the most determined. <laughs> no more determined than Prabhupada. And so Krishna blessed, Krishna blessed him to be that carrier of Lord Chaitanya's message all over the world. This whole pastime. America's a pure example. stages of your religion yeah. I feel like I feel like once you really know of Krishna and experience Krishna in this way and um, I feel like when when you begin to suffer you like when you begin to like feel like like you feel, you begin to suffer you're able to kind of like step back and step step back a little bit and observe yourself like what could I have been doing what actions are am I taking to, to experience this reaction? Why why am I suffering? Like I don't want to suffer, right? and it kind of propels you even further and even deeper to to always be absorbed in Krishna and just think of Him always, so yeah. you don't so you don't you know, fall or you don't you know get swayed by your mind. It's like like I, I experienced that myself. Like like I've been here and. Like, I t- like, I've experienced Krishna in such a way where it's just like, I don't feel like there's anything else. And when I begin to, like, like say, like, when I begin to, like, my mind, like, begins to sway or, like, it's kind of going in a different direction, I suffer so much. But, like, in that way, I'm able to remember Krishna. I'm like, I don't want to suffer like this. All I want to do is love you and give myself completely to you. And, like, it makes you want to go deeper, you know. Yeah. Deeper into really being fixed in that in that state of state of consciousness, and Krishna showing you like this is how I see you, this is how this world works and everything, and so by this like you know when you suffer you're just like Krishna doesn't even see me that way like say like if like you're doubting yourself or you know what I mean you don't feel like you're good enough Krishna doesn't see you that way, and because you're you're suffering because you're attached to you're like attached to something that's really false. It's not. It's not true. You know, Krishna showing you. You know, you don't have to feel that way. You know, I love you unconditionally, and I don't even see you that way. Yeah. So why should you see yourself? You don't have to suffer, but you choose to suffer. You know, so it makes this. I, I feel within myself. It makes me want to go and love him even more. Yeah. You know, because he's so he's showing me something that's absolute. You know, something that's. It's it's our it's absolute reality. It's not like like our you know el- elusive do our conditioned state. It's like something that's real, you know, something that's like you know, who we really are. And 
it. So I feel like suffering, it makes me want to love Krishna even more. It makes me want to, like, like, how can I approach this differently? What, in what ways can I, like, better, like, better myself so I can always see and I can always remember I, 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 I don't know if, I don't know if you, I'm pretty sure you guys experienced that too, but, like, I, that's why I feel like there's no other way, like, because the more that I don't think of him, the more that I go another, another way, the more that I suffer. And, like, I, I suffer, suffer. I, I've never, like, even because I'm conscious of it, like, I know that Krishna's there. Do you, know, do you know? I feel like I suffer more even, like, if I do something else. Krishna, when a devotee turns to Krishna sincerely, yeah. Krishna actually directly works in the devotee's life. Yeah. So the devotee isn't under regular karma anymore. Yeah. Under Krishna karma. Yeah. And what you're saying is a good indication. Yeah. It's a sign of advancement. Because what happens is, is that you have every soul is conditioned to want to enjoy the material energy. And somebody who's not very advanced, when they get pulled by their mind and senses to go back into the material energy and enjoy, they have a tendency to do that. And they'll come back. They'll come back and forth like that. But a stage of advancement means to block that going back and forth through higher intelligence. And when one suffers, to know that it's due to forgiveness of Krishna. Because oftentimes what happens is the conditioning takes over, and people that suffer, they, they think that it's because they didn't get what they wanted in the material energy. And so then they take shelter of something material. If you take, it's like a diseased person. They're diseased because of, say, smoking. And then to cure that, that disease, they smoke more. That's equivalent to a materialist who doesn't have higher intelligence to realize the cause of the distress is forgiveness of Krishna. So it's a really good sign of advancement because not everybody responds that way. It's a sign of advancement that when you suffer, you realize that it's Krishna directly working in your life. It's not just karma. It's Krishna karma. Krishna's working, and because he knows, he's never going to give you a test you can't pass. He knows that through that suffering, that you're going to turn to him. And that's actually a sweet exchange. When we do the right thing, we turn to Krishna, we make more advancement. Every time you pass a test, you make more advancement. And I, I, I notice that when I do turn to Krishna, and I do like completely you know, like, completely absorbed in Krishna, and like, and loving Krishna, and doing everything, and giving myself completely every word, every action, Krishna, I experience, I experience the greatest, the greatest bliss, and it makes me like, sometimes it just like, like, I just, I get social because it's like, like, and I like start to cry because it's like I like in Kirtan, like especially in Kirtan when I when I really feel Krishna, I just I just can't even control myself. Like I just cry because it's like you know, it's just I don't know man, it's like that's why I know sometimes like it's like there's nothing else, like there's nothing else that I've ever felt in my life that's ever like really like made me feel that way you know like it was just like and it's 
it's something that's it's eternal or it's our eternal position to love Krishna in this way and to engage in this way with him like you know like I I just I I, I literally I it sometimes takes my breath away I just like I'm speechless because it's like I, I know that there's nothing else because when I do like like say like when I do do something else it's like I like suffer so much and like I'm like I'm like Krishna and I'm like like crying out to Krishna, Krishna like begging <laughs> I'm like a begging to Krishna like I don't want to like like it's See, like I don't want to be separate from him like I just because both the blissful yeah. reciprocation you're getting and the, and the suffering are both Krishna's reasons. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because Krishna, Krishna yeah. is is actually directly reciprocating with your yeah. sincere approaching him. Because sometimes if Krishna sees that somebody is more determined to enjoy Maya, yeah. he won't he won't give us that suffering right away. Yeah. He'll allow them. He'll allow them to go. No. But for you, he's trying to. He wants to grab you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm going to give you uh, um, a solution to to keep that blissful life. In Krishna consciousness for a long time, for your whole life. And it might not be what you expect. But the way to really keep that, sustain that, is based on your relationship with the devotees. Mm-hmm. That's really the essence of it. And to the degree we have strong, uh, loving, healthy relationship with the devotees, to that degree we can continue to experience that bliss. And that, I think you already have that consciousness, yeah. but it's good to emphasize that because yeah, sometimes true. we forget that Krishna comes through his devotees. Yeah. And I've had that realization many times. Like, if I have good relationships with devotees, there's poor relationships, yeah. to that degree, I can feel a connection with Krishna. Yeah. You know? I think for me, it's like, like I'm really close to all of it. I think it's my relationship with myself mostly because like like not like myself like but I feel like I put so much emphasis on myself to be perfect like you know what I mean to be like and like I, I think I like it takes away from I don't know I, I, I think it's like I think that's the biggest thing for me it's like it's not like my relationship with other people because I love I, I can I have the the closest relationship with people but and it's very personal but like when it comes to me being alone and by myself that's when like it's just like sometimes like I beat myself up like really bad and like I try like that's why I know that you know that's why I say Krishna doesn't see me like that ever you know and that's just my false ego acting you know like but like I see like like say like a, like that day that I did Kirtan like like I, I just felt like I was putting such like I was like okay I'm gonna have to do like, I have to sing this perfectly like everything has to go perfectly like and I was trying to literally concentrate that's why I put the pictures there I was trying to concentrate and be like focused on Krishna but like my like that that like kind of like that state that I was in like just like wanting to just have everything flow perfectly Krishna was like it was just like everything just went wrong. Like, I just, like, I was messing up on all the keys, like, and I think it's, like, more so, like, and, like, say, like, my relationship, I put so much, like, I, I usually, I, it's usually good relationships, but I want to do my, I just want to, I want to, 
I want to be like, I just want to be able to connect with people deeper and like, I put so much, I don't know, it's just like I put so much on myself sometimes, like, and I don't think I should, I think it's, you know, like, even speaking, like, like I, I doubt myself, I don't think I can do it or like, it isn't, I don't come, I don't think it comes out right sometimes, like, I think that's, yeah. that's my struggle, it's just like my relationship, like, trying to, you know, be really. You just remind yourself yeah. a lot where yeah. where it comes from. Yeah. And Krishna's yeah. Krishna's the one who gives us any ability. Like Krishna's is a Bhagavita, I'm the ability yeah. in man. Mm-hmm. And also like the purpose is to to do our best to please Krishna. Yeah. And if if that's the intention behind yeah. it, yeah, then that's good. We want to make a very good offering. We want to make a very nice offering. Yeah. But the result Krishna says the result's up to me. So we make the offering, and it's like Gurudev says, he says, when I'm going to give a class, I say, Krishna, you can, you can make me look like a genius, or you can make me look like a fool. Yeah. It's up to you. I'm just, I'm getting up here to do the service. Hey, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Yeah, and it's like, I, I, I really want to, like, it's like, I really want to be perfect, I really want to be perfect, perfect, Krishna. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like I fail. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm so And don't don't there's no there's no failure if you if you simply um, try your best yeah. and you and you develop your relationships if you focus on on serving the devotees in Krishna if you focus on that there's no failure the failure is if we if we lose focus on that sometimes if we're beating ourselves up that's a loss of focus on that you see what I mean because you naturally are going to please the devotees in Krishna just by your sincere efforts. And that's really what the devotees see and Krishna sees. We're not, we're not like, uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. We're not like putting on a show. Yeah, the very answer that you, that you gave was associated with the devotees. Yeah. Because even though you feel like you're your own worst critic. Yeah, and the devotees want to the devotees yeah. see you happy too. All right, well, hang on. So you know, I'm a kid. The want to see you happy. And it's kind of like, I'll give you an example. Like, one time you were feeling really bad and you weren't texting me back. And I don't take that personally, but I was worried about you. <laughs> you see what I mean? Because you were beating yourself up, but you were, um, at that particular moment, taking care of our relationship. You see what I mean? At that particular time. And that's not normal for you. But I think because you were in that space of negativity. But I'm, I'm, I work on I, I'm aware of it. Like, I'm super, I'm aware of it. Like, that's why I, I mean, but I, I recognize that within myself. I see it. Like, I, that's why I work towards it. Did you get the speaker? Yeah, I got it. Can you, even though you're not going to go, can you can you come to this meeting?